Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. I guess I'd like to talk to you just a little bit, or I have a, I, I call it a stream of consciousness that God kind of spoke to me, and I know it's for, for you guys as well, and for all of God's people that he's, he's called to himself. Um, it's regarding, um, well, I guess as, as kids growing up, we have stories that we always tell our kids or, you know, movies and stuff about, you know, these great treasure hunts and, you know, these great expeditions of crossing seas and, you know, foreign lands and, you know, finding these, these treasure maps and, <clears throat> um, you know, it's always something that we glorify, you know, as, as kids, even adults, you know, there's, there's um, you know, there's people that would, you know, they lie, they cheat, you know, as, as that carries over, the, you know, that love for treasure and that, you know, that wealth and that, those riches, they, unfortunately, you know, translate to our jobs and our careers, there's, you know, that never-ending pursuit of riches is always kind of in front of us as human beings, and we can easily fall prey to that. But the whole, just the whole um, pursuit of treasure is not a foreign one, and it's, I believe, even at the very heart of God. Um, these adventures, um, you know, like I said, people will stop at nothing, lying, cheating, stealing, you know, in the olden days, plundering the old pirate ships, and, you know, they just, they'll hold nothing back to get those things. And they are greatly sought after, which are usually just pieces of, rocks or stamped metal like <laughs> I think at the end of the day when we get to heaven we're gonna laugh at what we valued here on earth it's anyways it's laughable if you can see through it laughable now but definitely then I have a few scriptures here I'd like to read um, Exodus nineteen five. now therefore if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people for the earth all the earth is mine uh, Deuteronomy 7.6 For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. 2 Corinthians 4.7 But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power of God or power may be of God and not of us. And lastly, Luke 12.34 for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Which I've always taken that to be, you know, and a strictly an us thing, you know, where we prioritize our time and our efforts, you know, that's where our treasure is. But I believe God's efforts from the very beginning of everything, from the inception, inception of the universe to the creation of man to now, his heart has been towards his people, and that's where his treasure is. We are that treasure to him. So, do we realize that we are the very treasure being sought after by God and his heart towards us? Do we truly understand our worth and our value to him? The one person or being, what have you, that does is Satan. At least he is aware of our potential to God and has decided to do anything and everything in his power to stop and limit us from reaching it. So, we are definitely worth far more than any jewel or rock or stamped piece of metal. 
that mankind has fought so passionately over for thousands of years. And I hope to, you know, expound on that value, our value here. I don't believe God wastes his words or his breath for that matter. I believe God has breathed with intent into or onto something on two occurrences, at least recorded occurrences in my recollection. <clears throat> Both times involving mankind. The first obviously being when God breathed into Adam at the creation of man, bringing the spirit of life within him. And I believe again, God breathed on mankind in the upper room at the creation of God's church, which brought spiritual life within them. If God personally breathes into someone, to me, that would make you pretty special and pretty a, a peculiar people set apart. Not unlike the animals and the rocks and the universe and the stars that he just said, okay, exist. He molded us and then breathed into us, not once but twice now. Satan quickly realized how precious mankind was to God. And after he had breathed into us and wasted no time in his deadly pursuit of us, wanting only after waiting only after the, the second person was created, he lied and tried to manipulate mankind in an attempt to destroy the relationship that God has had with us, which was complete and whole and unveiled. Ever since that day, that Adam ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the greatest war or treasure hunt over the most precious treasure on earth has waged on to this very moment and will continue until God calls all of his children home and collects his precious treasure, which is you and I. The devil has a different intent, obviously, for his pursuit of us. He wants to possess us and subject us under his control and keep us in a position where we believe that we are of no value, whereas God's pursuit of us is to completely set us free, to place us in, a, in that city on a hill to be shown off to the world that is searching for him, and to be able to have that unveiled relationship with us again as he did in the Garden of Eden, which is the whole process. Just interesting to think when he created, you know, from the very creation of man, while he was breathing into Adam, he knew down the line that he would have to breathe again. He would have to strap on a flesh suit of sorts and come down and, and go through and endure pain and suffering and death so that he could be with us in that relationship once again. But he, you know, how much, I, I often am, you know, baffled by, you know, we only have one God. The odds of having a good one I guess we're 50-50, but I'm so glad he's a good God. <laughs> you know, so that's just something to think about. But just, just, you know, the importance he places on us and the plan he had from the very beginning. He, he knew, you know, he knew the choice we'd make in the garden, and he knew that we would fall, but he also knew that he had a plan. He knew that he had something in store to, re to restore that relationship that he so greatly enjoyed with us and wants to have again, and even more, I believe, than that experience in the Garden of Eden. All right, let me grab a drink of water here, if you don't mind. Don't talk about me. All right. Um, 
Okay, so all of heaven will greatly rejoice over every sinner that repents, knowing that one more precious treasure that he will be able to tuck under his wing, that is one more treasure he will be able to tuck under his wing, cherish, and keep watch over. I believe God has a plan and a purpose for all of us, not just when we're under his, not when, you know, only after we've endured or gone through the new birth or come into his kingdom, but I believe from our very birth, even before we knew him, God has a plan and a purpose, both on earth and in heaven. I believe this life experience is simply a training ground for our heavenly responsibilities. I think this is, you know, we think this is so permanent and final, and I think this is just the beginning. And when you're comparing eternity, you know, you know, if I could find a piece of dust in here, which you can't right now, but that, that's the, in the comparison of the universe, you know, this human experience is. So it's, I think it's foolish to think that this is all there is and that there's a much larger plan that God has in store. <clears throat> I don't believe that we'll be singing in a cloud for eternity. I don't believe we'll be plucking harps. Maybe, maybe guitars. I'll give you guitars. <laughs> I believe that we're, we will rule and reign with him and be an active participant of his spiritual kingdom with him in, in the spirit, in the truest sense of the form, even though we are now, but we see through a glass dimly. <clears throat> we are all unique and irreplaceable treasure to God with our own unique talents, gifts, and callings to be used to glorify God. In my personal opinion, I believe God desires to be with us so much and wants to use our divinely given gifts and talents that it's possible he may bring some of our precious treasures home in a manner that we think may be premature. We only see through a glass dimly in our flesh, not always fully realizing God's plan and goodness in it all. He has an eternal view, while ours tends to be temporary. I know it is painful to temporarily let go of great treasure in our own lives, but it is truly a temporary pain that can be lessened, knowing that he cherishes our own treasure even more than we ourselves. And they are in the very hands of the one who created them, for what that's worth. I know spiritual battles in the heavenlies wage all around us for the souls of men and women. And some of those around us that we adore and love, God may need their gifts and talents present with him in the spiritual more than in the flesh. But we have true peace in knowing that we are all precious treasure that he cannot wait to be fully reunited with. I'm jealous of ones that are reunited before we are. Jerks. <laughs> uh, God treasures us so much. So now, let us seek out and treasure others. Once we have been born into God's kingdom, we must also treasure those around us as he does and always has. He's not a respecter of persons and isn't willing that any should perish, meaning he treasures each and every one of us. Even before we came to him, he treasures us. In our flesh, it's a daily challenge to not view the world around us strictly through our natural eyes. He wants us to see the value in every human being, and I believe some of those that may be subjected to a weakened fleshly body, 
we may be surprised, as you always joke, to see the strength and stature of the spiritual man within us. We would be remiss into judging with our human eyes. I believe, you know, we entertain angels unaware sometimes, and who knows what spirits are entertaining. Just be careful. These things will get you in trouble. God sees us as we truly are, which is our spirit man. That is why we must never compare ourselves to one another, because we are comparing something that is so completely irrelevant and temporary to God. When we treasure what God treasures, it changes the way that we treat people. It changes the way the choices we make. It changes the direction of your life. Like pastors recently regarding Steve, don't wait to treasure those around you. Make it a part of your life and not just the ones that you love. And of course, it's easier to treasure your brother and sister whom you love and love you in return, but not so much when it comes to those who, may not, you, who may, you may not know or even more that despise you. It is possible, though. God has given us tools, especially even as of late. If you haven't read The Bait of Satan, that's a homework assignment. Mandatory. Especially when you live unoffended and see the world through his eyes and not our own. This world is filled with people who have been demeaned, used, devalued, put down, and abused. It is filled with people thinking they have no value, no worth, and nothing to give. If they only knew, if they only knew the battle that wages all around them, all around us, for the very soul, if they only knew that everything in existence, from the grains of sand under our feet to the furthest star in the universe, was created just for them just for you, just for me. And I've often doubted that through my life. That oh, It's always someone else. It's always someone better. Like, I am someone else. You are someone else. You are that person. Stop thinking it's always someone else. It's you. The difference between someone believing they are of no value to knowing they are valued beyond measure is you. We are the difference makers. Some of us, some of the most beautiful jewels and stones can be only found after layers of hardened, ugly rock are chipped away and broken to reveal the beauty within. You and I telling those what God thinks of them and living a life demonstrating God's love and value for them chips away at those layers and breaks them away, revealing those precious jewels that have been covered. Another less enjoyable way, layers are chipped away, if I should read 1 Peter 1.6. In, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So revealing God's love to others and enduring trials, I believe, chips away those things that reveal that great treasure in others and in ourselves. Every trial that we endure further cleanses and polishes the treasure within ourselves and further glorifying God. The greatest war over the greatest world's greatest treasure is violently waging, and we are in the middle of it whether you're aware of it or not. 
The question is, will we disregard and trample the treasure of God, sometimes unwittingly, or wittingly for that matter? Or will we unite behind the will of Christ, search for his treasure, and show the world how much he values them? In a world clamoring for something real, something true to be loved and to be valued, God's word fitly spoken in love to those that are hungry will plant an eternal seed into someone's life that will come to fruition in God's perfect time. So don't always get worked up about getting them here. You plant the seed where you are, let God handle the rest. He, we're not, as much as we think of ourselves sometimes, we're not the only ones in relationship with him. God has, he's got flank angels and flank. He, he knows what he's doing. So trust God, trust the process. You plant the seed and watch God do the rest. So let us labor together in the field that God has already paid for, knowing that it's filled with precious treasure, just waiting to be unearthed and revealed by his precious people. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.